You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how are you doing today? Not bad, Nick. How are you? Good. I'm ready for another episode of Kitchen Table Finance. So today, our topic and our big question is, should you hire a financial advisor and how to figure out when to do that? Sounds okay, Nick. I'm not sure I love it. I, you know, I thought everybody did this all the time. <laughs> well, that was going to be, I mean, it's, it's simple on the outside, right? Uh, you should hire a financial planner and you should have done it yesterday. <laughs> the, uh, the ancient Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The second best time is today. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, that's the beauty to that. Some symmetry. I like that. Yeah, for sure. And all, all kidding aside, financial advisors, a financial planner can be an important part of your financial strategy. Obviously, we're a little biased and we do think that everybody should hire us. But there's definitely some things that you should think about in terms of when you're ready to engage a financial planner and some you know, different timeframes that we can definitely um, help go through and, and kind of help you make that decision because it's different for everyone. It can vary and it's going to vary throughout your life too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's definitely people that we have talked to that were seeking out a financial planner where we basically, you know, told them, hey, you don't really need us right now. Um, based on your situation, you should be doing this and this. And then, you know, come back and see us in five years and you'll be in a much better spot for that. So um, it's it's not a, hey, we can help everyone per se. It just kind of depends on your situation. Right. So I think, Dave, one of the first things to look for is how complex is your situation? Are you to a point where asking Google for help maybe isn't doing enough of what you want? A lot of just about anything we have to say to clients is probably out there in some form or another on the internet. The problem is it's out there with, you know, 30 other things on the same topic that may be be incorrect or may not apply to your situation. So a lot of times we end up being the filter, the filter on top of the search engine, if you will. Like, yes, this is the article that works for you and tells, you know, this is this is the bit of knowledge out of all this software that works for your situation. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting when you think of it because we do live in this information age where I, we can literally all go to Google and type something in and get an answer. The issue is you don't, you know, it's hard to filter Google into knowledge for a specific situation, right? Right. And a lot of what you see on TV and on the radios, in order to get on TV and on the radio, you really have to have a strong opinion usually. And it doesn't necessarily, and it has to fit kind of the masses. Nobody, you know, nobody's publishing headlines that say, well, maybe you should do this, but you should also maybe do that. (laughs) And it depends on your situation. It's always, you need to do this and you need to do it yesterday. And so, so as a professional too, you know, every once in a while, actually pretty frequently, I'll be looking for an article online to forward to a client, you know, to back up something like, like they ask a question and I give them my answer, but Hey, here's an article, you know, here's, here's some information on it. And just last week I was looking for something like that. And I pulled up, I pulled up one article and, you know, it looked pretty good. And I got about halfway through it and it was like, wait a minute, this is from before the last tax law change. 
And, you know, so, so you've got to, if you, if there was nothing indicating that, except I knew the numbers didn't quite fit. And, and so, you know, yes, the information's out there. And even when you think you find what applies to you, you've got to make sure it's valid too. And it's kind of a moving target. So most sources are pretty up to date, but you can't count on it. Yeah, I think that's really good. You know, one thing about the internet is when things go out of date, there's no guarantee that someone's going to remove it from circulation or update it or make changes to it. It might be something that they did, you know, 10 years ago and never got around to and don't even realize it's still out there. So, you know, and I think that goes to, you know, the, the, the purpose of having a financial planner is being in it every day and getting regular updates and being, you know, immersed in it all the time. It's something where you can read an article like that and say that, you know, that doesn't really make sense based on what's changed and right. be able to have that where most people that don't deal with it every day, that's just going to fly right over their head. Or they'll find that article and another one that contradicts it and not know necessarily which one's the, uh, the authoritative voice. Yeah. You know, the, the thing that drives most people to pick up the phone and call us tends to be needing help with, they, they feel lost trying to come up with an investment strategy. Well, investments is, is a big part of what we do. And, you know, if you're not, you know, there's, there's people that like investing and, and like creating investment strategies, but there's people on the other end who don't want anything to do with it, don't want to think about it, scares them, keeps them up at night. And so, you know, if, if you're looking for an investment strategy, hiring a financial planner is obviously pretty intuitive to help you develop that because it's more than just, hey, we're going to go out and find the world's best investment because that doesn't necessarily exist. <laughs> right. And it's funny, you know, I, we say, you know, we bring that up. That's why a lot of people seek us out. But on the other hand, most people, at least of our philosophy when it comes to financial planning and investments will tell you it's probably one of the least valuable things that we do. You know, Vanguard's, we were just talking about it before we went on the air. Vanguard did this really kind of neat study over the last, I don't know, I think, it, I think it's been out a dozen years or so at this point, but they've updated it a couple of times on what they call advisor alpha, which is how much they figure working with a financial planner adds to an individual's return on an annual basis. And they come up with a number that I, I find kind of like, I'd love it, love it if it was true, but I kind of take it with a little bit of skepticism that, you know, our work might be worth about 3% a year. I'd love to believe it. And I know for some people it's true, but anyway, when they, the things that are important in there is when they break down where that value comes from, it's not driven by the investment portion. It's driven by the behavioral finance portion and the coming up with the right strategies for an individual situation, much more than choosing mutual funds or putting together a portfolio. Very interesting because that's really kind of changed over time. And even mm -hmm. since they started this study, I think you're right. I think it started in 2010, so about a dozen years ago. You know, those numbers have changed quite a bit where creating an asset allocation. 12 years ago was much more important than it is now. And a lot of that's due to technology and, and different things going on in the market and price compression and all those other things. So, you know, you can have the world's greatest investment strategy if you can't stick with that investment because you are, you know, behavioral finance and concerns over those types of things. 
you're right. It doesn't matter how good your investment strategy is if you're constantly getting out of the market because you're nervous or you're not sure what's going on. And so that's where that, you know, they're deriving that 3% number. One of the biggest factors is a financial planner's ability to keep you invested and help you understand what your investment strategy is so you don't change it at the worst possible times. Where, where I think I see this play out more isn't, you know, people jumping in and out of the markets or, or, or that kind of, I mean, that does happen, but, but more importantly is procrastination. And, and, and just paralysis based on the fact, like, like somebody who's not in the industries, you know, but sits down in an evening to figure out how their 401k should be invested and does all, you know, Googles as much as they can and, and comes up with some stuff, but can't quite figure out what fits for them. And so they do nothing. And then a week goes by and they've still done nothing. And then a month goes by and they've still done nothing. And that I think, from a behavioral standpoint is is a lot of what we do is just helping people get over that initial paralysis where they're they're just not acting, not improving their finances. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I kind of like to compare it to, you know, health. So, you know, in health, there, you know, you can go to the internet and they'll tell you exactly how to get healthy and they'll, you know, sell you pills or whatever else. And so you've got all this information that you got to kind of decipher through. But even if you know the exact right answers, which most of us do, right? get enough sleep, make sure you're exercising, make sure you're eating right. Even with all that information, most people struggle to put it all together and live a a healthy life. And so, you know, I know working myself with a a coach, a health coach at my gym and, and doing all those things and going through that process of being at the gym and having accountability has vastly improved where I would be if I didn't Use those things and very similar to a financial planner where we all know we should be saving for retirement. And we've heard of 401ks and Roth IRAs, but it's complicated and life's busy. And so if we don't have someone that every year is getting in touch with us and reviewing our plan and telling us to do these things, chances are we're not going to do them on our own. So to keep that, keep that metaphor going, you know, when it comes to health, if you're like me, instead of like Nick, you know, you procrastinate and you put things off, you know, you should be doing something. You probably feel a little bit of guilt about it. And then something happens that forces your hand. You, I don't know, aren't feeling well. So you finally are, are you go to the doctor, right? And, and then all of those other things are on the table too to be discussed and, and hopefully be improved. And kind of the same thing on our side is, you know, people will procrastinate, not want to deal with things, and then something will happen. Job change, uh, marriage, divorce, death of a loved one, disability, uh, something will happen that will be that catalyst that says, okay, you know, there's been this life change and I can't procrastinate on this anymore. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're so right. When people come and see us, it's always as a result of some sort of life transition happening. You know, I'm getting ready to retire and I want to make sure that I've done enough or, you know, I'm getting married, divorced, all of those things. It's never, uh, you know, I was just kind of curious how I was doing and if I could do things better and improve on my situation. It's always kind of as a result of what's happened in someone's life. I have had new prospects and clients that fit that a little bit. Like, oh, I figure I'm in pretty good shape, but it was time to, to get it. That's pretty rare. That's pretty rare. Yeah. 
typically, usually it's something acute that, that brought them to the door. And so those are all, you know, things to consider when it comes time to hire a financial planner. Is there some life change coming up? You just absolutely need to get that advice. Get ready for the biggest marketing summit in Lansing's history. Circle Friday, May 6, 2022 on your calendar. Zedia Media will be hosting the summit at the Royal Scott Banquet Facility. All the big bosses of marketing will be there, including key sponsors like M Connections, Super Web Pros, Uno Deuce Multimedia, Paper Image, Michigan Creative, Jungle Jane, and Weathervane Roofing. Tickets are on sale now at zediamedia.com. That's Z-E-E-D-I-A media.com. 17 presentations on marketing trends you need to know for your business. Big prizes, lots of fun. Your presence will be honored. Your absence will be noted. And you know, it's different for everyone. Um, I think you and I both believe that um, everyone needs a financial planner. Not everyone necessarily gets one. (laughs) Um, I know that I personally have had much better success when I went through the process of becoming a certified financial life planner and um, or registered financial life planner, excuse me, and went through that process and actually worked with another life planner to create my own life plan. Yeah. It's way more impactful than when I tried to do it on my own. And, and that's from somebody in the industry that does it on a regular basis for the last you know, 15, 16 years. So yeah. I know that other people could use those services as well. But you know, sometimes it's a matter of timing or what's going on in your life. And if it's just, you know, if you're sitting there kind of on the fence, you got an investment portfolio and you just want help putting an investment portfolio together, not sure that that necessarily is going to be worth paying what most financial planners will pay. But I also would think that there's a lot of other things going on that relate to that investment plan that mm-hmm. you would be able to get a great return for the mm-hmm. amount of money that you would pay that you're probably not thinking of too. And then there's there's two other type of I don't know you know potential new clients or folks that seek us out. One is that person that just absolutely hates finance, doesn't want to think about it. Please just take care of this for me. All I want to do is get on with with the stuff that I enjoy, and uh, you know they they'll they'll seek out a financial planner just to take that off of their own shoulders. You know, I think that's huge, and I think we a lot of times there's this kind of stigma for a lot of people that well, you should be doing this on your own. You shouldn't hire somebody else to do it. You you know who knows your own personal finances better than you. And I guess the counter to that would be you know do you, do you really want to spend your time researching? you know, shopping around, looking at asset allocations, looking at financial planning trends. I'm assuming you got better things to do with your time. I feel that like the same way about, you know, taking care of my car and going to a mechanic versus doing some of the stuff on my own. Could I do it on my own? I guess the information's out there. I guess, you know, by trial and error, I could probably learn at some point. But I know for a fact, I have a thousand better things I'd rather be doing than that. And so for those people that are kind of thinking about, you know, I should, I guess there's this societal pressure in some cases to be doing that on your own, even though you don't enjoy it and you don't want to spend the time doing it. And so typically you don't do it as well. And, you know, you hate, you you hate doing it in the process and you're giving up your most valuable resource, which is time. It's not uncommon for, for us to 
have those folks come to give us a call. There's a flip side to that coin though. And, and this maybe isn't quite as common, but every once in a while, and these are kind of fun is we'll get somebody who really is into financial planning and investments, but re, you know, realizes they don't know everything, but is eager to, to learn. And that's kind of fun because then it's, it's, it's a little different coaching dynamic of, of helping those people and they're really engaged. And sometimes you can dive in deeper because they care about the details. We get to be nerdy about stuff that other people don't care about. Yeah, those are always interesting and fun for us too because a lot of times they'll come up with questions where we have to go in and do a little bit of research and just kind of things that you know we don't always think about. And so it's more of a, a lot of times more of a collaboration than, you know, here, tell us what to do. It's more of a, what do you think about this or this? And so, you know, we do get into a lot more details, um, which can be definitely has been fun and exciting for us in a lot of cases. And a lot of times what those people really need is that objective outside voice. And, you know, even on our own stuff, I mean, every once in a while, I'll ask you something about my stuff and, and you'll ask me a question about your stuff because when it's, when it's your own, you, you can't think about it without the emotional aspect, the psychological aspects, and just getting that outside objective voice. And, you know, we collaborate a lot on our clients too. And we, you know, if we have, you've had long-term clients and I have long-term clients where we're going, you know, I know them so well for so yeah. long. Sometimes it's nice to have a fresh opinion on, right. have we thought about all the things that we should be thinking about? And right. it's that, you know, collaboration piece for sure. You and I, for the last uh, two years, have had a two-hour block of time on our calendars every Monday afternoon to talk about planning cases. And it definitely, definitely uh, makes a difference. You know, and sometimes it's just about having, you know, it's one thing to like be involved and want to understand what's going on. And then it's another, I've, I've known people that just couldn't bring themselves to pull the trigger and place trades themselves, you know, sure. uh, having us do the heavy lifting or just you know, I've had a couple of clients who just didn't want to have to think about it anymore, even though they, even though they kind of enjoyed it and knew what they were doing, they just didn't want to be responsible for it anymore. And they had, in both those situations I'm thinking of, they had done it for the first maybe seven or eight years of retirement and done a pretty good job, but it wasn't going to be what they wanted to do long-term. And they also knew from a continuity aspect you know, for their spouse and family that having that relationship outside of themselves was important. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, a lot of times, especially with couples, having that third party objective resource where not all those decisions are aligned is super helpful and a great reason to hire a financial planner, even if one spouse really enjoys the planning part of it and the other has no wants no part of it, having somebody that can kind of be the in-between can be super helpful. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they disagree. It just means so you know the scenario I was thinking of if if one spouse is really involved and becomes incapacitated or or passes away, they didn't want to leave their spouse responsible for everything and figuring it out all of a sudden on the, on their own when they weren't ready. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. And I think as we get older and as we age, cognitive ability goes down. It's scientifically, you know, you can you can look at all the the different science um, experiments that they did to to test that, and you know, there's significant drops as we age. And so, 
you may be really good at this stuff, but know that there's going to be some restrictions on your ability to do a lot of it as you get older. And that's, you know, usually when things get more complicated, when we talk about retirement, retirement planning and all that stuff that goes into it, and you're, you know, you're at an age where your cognitive ability is starting to decrease. And that can be a great reason to hire someone so that, if it's a couple situation, your spouse isn't, you know, kind of on their own, but also if you're on your own, you have somebody that's going to be able to protect you and help walk you through and make those decisions too. So I think, Dave, there's a couple of reasons to kind of uh, bring this full circle that you may not want to hire a financial planner. And, and one of those reasons that I can think of is if you just have more money than you need, then so you don't need a financial plan to achieve your goals, you know, could you use a financial planner and could you make a little bit more money and have sounder strategies? Yes. But if you have all the money you need to do everything that you want to do, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, that you should be doing different things financially. If you can stick all your money in the bank and still meet all of your financial goals, maybe you don't need a plan. Maybe that's, you know, maybe you don't need to make extra money. Maybe that's not part of your plan or do different things financially and save on taxes if you have more money than you need already. Yeah. So you've got a wide margin of error then, then, then yeah, but the advice might make a marginal difference one way or the other, but it's not going to alter your life. And, you know, then if you fit those scenarios, you know, that we kind of talked about a minute ago, like you really are involved and you really do enjoy it and maybe have some background that you think predisposes you for it, then uh, by all means, the tools are out there. You know, um, there's good, there's good information. There's actually classes you can take, you know, nothing that is magic really. Well, and I think too, that maybe, you know, maybe you do need a financial advisor planner in that case, but maybe it's a different kind of relationship where you're just, you know, paying them hourly to kind of check up on you or do things, um, where you're not necessarily engaging them to, you know, be your full-time financial planner. You're just kind of using them as a as a resource. Um, and I would say the same thing for, you know, younger folks who have simple financial situations. A lot of times, you know, if you're coming out of school and you've got, you know, student loans and, you know, once you kind of figure out how much you should be saving, how much you should be paying off student loans. So maybe you pay someone to help get you set up, but you don't necessarily need to pay them a commission or pay them an ongoing amount if you're doing the same thing for the next four or five years and nothing's really going to change. And, and there are financial planners that work really well in those situations too. So it doesn't mean you necessarily don't need a financial advisor. You just may not need one on an ongoing basis. That's a whole... I'll tell you my my big one that I want to get out there, like when you should not hire a financial advisor or a financial planner is if what you really are looking for is someone to help you beat the market. It's one thing to want to hire a financial advisor to make sure you're using a valid investment strategy. But if you're doing it because you think that, you know, if the stock market's up 10%, they can help you be up 15 or 20%. Um, you're probably going to be disappointed and it's not going to be a great relationship. Chances are at that point, if you find someone that's going to do that for you, they're going to charge you a lot of money and you're not going to end up with what you want. <laughs> Actually, what will probably end up happening is they'll charge you a lot of money making you think that they're doing all of that and you're going to be disappointed in the results. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, 
I mean, and, and it's not that it's not that a particular strategy that somebody chooses may not pay off in the short run or pay off on a limited um, time frame, but you know we can we can throw reams of research at the idea, and we've you know we've covered this before, of course, but. You know, if there's no, there's no magic bullet out there, if you want to make more money over time, over your, your working years and over your retirement, you need to take more risk. And if you're not comfortable taking risk, you can expect your returns to be lower. And that's, that's pretty much investing one-on-one in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. There's no such thing as uh, you know, higher return than the market with less risk. So <laughs> uh, if somebody's if somebody's selling you something different, then you're you're not necessarily getting financial advice. So yeah. I think that's a great point. And I think this hopefully has helped our listeners kind of figure out, okay, do I need a financial advisor and how does that work and, and what I should look for. So as always, if you have questions on this topic or any other topics you'd like us to cover on the podcast, feel free to shoot us an email at info at srbadvisors.com. Thanks, Nick. Always a pleasure, Dave. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.